In May of 2000, Allison Thresher vanished from her small apartment in Bethesda, Maryland. It was the night before she was supposed to start a new position with the Washington Post. She's never been found, but the mystery surrounding Allison's disappearance has only deepened in the time she's been gone. This is a story of betrayal, anger, stunning accusations, and family secrets unearthed. There are strange coincidences and odd connections. But it is also a story about survival, forgiveness, and incredible courage. And a word of caution about this episode, the subject matter and language is not appropriate for children. I'm Melanie Alnwick, a reporter for the Fox station in Washington, D.C. As I write this, more than 6,700 days have passed since Alison Thresher took her last breath. But her memory, her essence, burns brightly in the hearts and minds of those who loved her. The best thing we can do is just is remember her and, um, you know, how, how fiercely protective she was. I mean, she... You know, as my big sister, naturally, she picked on me sometimes, but, you know, she would never let anyone else pick on me. I mean, <laughs> you know, she, she was always protective of me, and, and she was fiercely protective, obviously, of Anna and Sam. And um, I know that she would be so proud of them, and, and I so admire and respect their their strength and, and dignity and and um, I know that she would just be so proud and my father would be so proud of them for, for their strength and um, we hope and pray as Allison would that Han and Sam will be able to have some closure and be happy and at peace and just know that she and all of us and Grandpa love them very much. And the most important thing is that they're able to be happy and, and build a good life. Holding on to the happy times is one way Hannah and Sam are able to move forward. She definitely was a fun, you know, yeah, she was lots of fun. And one of the, one of the fondest memories I have of her or just generally is is just you know how she would laugh really hard and that sort of that sound of her laughing really hard has always been something that has stuck with me and you know it was mostly you know I would want to stay up late on Thursday nights when she went and watch Seinfeld with her because that was her favorite show and I, even though I had no idea what was funny you know it was almost just fun to watch just to be around somebody who was laughing so hard, even though I had no idea what she was laughing about. So, um, and you know, I grew up and for a long time I couldn't watch Seinfeld because of that, but now I can. Because it was hard enjoy, for you? Because it was just like, that was such a, that was my connection to it, was her. And so there, are, you know, every once in a while there's just a thing like that where I'm just like, no, I just stay away from it because it just brings that up too much a little bit. Um, but. You know, but at other times I don't want to let, you know, that 
have power over me and I want to be able to enjoy things and if she enjoyed them the chances are that I will too and so you know that's you know and you know if it's something as simple as like watching Seinfeld you know it's it's that is something that now I can actually do without it like kind of being a trigger. Even before their mother's disappearance the two Thresher children had been through so much the shattering of their family unit lies deception fights being used and abused by others the feeling of not being able to rely on anyone, really. There is some strength in forgiveness. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a process. A lot of, a lot of this information is, is uh, like now it's recent development. So it's like, it's a process of, uh, of grief, really. And there's different stages, I think, of like, Realizing all these dis different aspects to what was happening at the time, because you know we were kids and we just don't have the perspective that we have now. And, and I think growing up is the biggest. Becoming older, not being like fucking young and dumb, and um, and being able to look back and be a little bit more of an adult and say like, okay, this shit happened and it's super fucked up, but like. We're we're not doing crank laying on a street corner. No offense to those who are. I realize addiction is a struggle, but it's it's not like we're alcoholics. You know, we smoke cigs, whatever. <laughs> um, it's you know, it's not. There are so many people that would not be able to handle what we went through but in a way we had this inoculation process throughout our whole lives of throughout our whole upbringing of shitty conflict between family members and people we loved and um, not communicating properly with family uh, and now Hannah and I refuse to do that with each other. We just are kind of the only other people who can really actually talk about, you know, on a, you know, kind of more intense level about what we've been through. And, you know, it's, um, we, without him, I wouldn't have been able to do, to, you know, do everything that I've been able to do. And, and you know, we've just, uh, we're, I think, each other's probably, you know, strongest support system. We always know that the other is there if we need them. We have each other. It's because it's largely because of our support towards each other, I think. And um, and you know, sh when all is said and done, you know, every, there's almost no relationship with anybody in the world that means as much to me as as my relationship with her does. Um, and it, it's it's yeah, that's the awesome thing. That's a side effect of this whole shitstorm, but. Still a shitstorm. Hannah and Sam have a bond forged in fire, as indelible as the ink that stains their skin. Does that it hurt to have like that 18th. done? Um, yeah, it hurts. Hannah shows me the tattoos she's endured, memorials to her mother. One curls around her left ankle, a date stamped in dark blue Old English letters. It's August 13th, I think, where oh, wow. my brother has it, like in digits. When did you get that done? On Sam's 18th. Was that right? There's a bee on her left shoulder, a boomerang on her right forearm that Hannah got with her best friend in Africa, 
and more. And I have a big one here. Her, she loves sunflowers, so I have two big, it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. a big bunch of sunflowers there. Um, yeah, so I mean, I haven't gotten a tattoo. It was kind of something I did more when I was younger, but they all have some meaning for the most part, and they tend to kind of relate back to her. Often Hannah will wear her mother's earrings, the dangly ones like Allison's friends were looking for back in our first episode. Hannah even wore them to the press conference in April 2018. And this is what Mr. Osterizaga did. He erased our mother so that he could ensure his own freedom and continued to abuse me both sexually and emotionally for almost another year. When she and Sam decided they would no longer hide behind this tragedy. You know, I don't want to shy away from this anymore. I have, I did for 15, 20 years, I, I just didn't think about it or stop thinking about it or, um, you know, disillusioned myself. We're owning this. And Hannah and I waking up in the morning in, a, in one beautiful April morning and going into the fucking Montgomery County Police Headquarters and standing in front of 30 flashing cameras and, and microphones up to us. It, people don't do that, you know, like not people don't do that. I'm not patting ourselves on the back, but the motivation is there. Right. The motivation is my mom and that she's still out there. Detective Katie Leggett was right there with them and says she was blown away by their strength. I've never had a victim be willing to do that. And really, we didn't even know how to do that because it's just not something that happens. We go out of our way to shield our victims and Hannah is, they're both such amazing human beings, but the amount of, of courage and strength it took for her to do that, just being a victim of that is hard enough. But then to couple that in with begging the public to help her have closure for what I can think of can only be the second worst thing or they could you know, vacillate between which is worse mm -hmm. in her life. I've never met anything, any, anybody more brave than that. Montgomery County Police have a pretty good idea that Fernando Estorizaga, the Spanish teacher who was sexually abusing Hannah, had something to do with Allison Thresher's murder, that Fernando could have given them the answers to whether anyone else was involved and where Allison lies today. But Fernando hung himself in prison, taking his secrets to the grave or wherever else one might believe he ended up. For now, 18 years later, Allison Thresher's murder remains an open case. And I've been thinking a lot lately about what, it, what, is that, what does closure really mean? Um, how, how is that going to change anything? There is no resolution. There is no knowledge. Um, all of us who become adults and care about others at some point we'll know the grief of losing a loved one and and that's part of being an adult but it's one thing for a person to die from natural causes or even in a tragic accident and it's quite different for for someone to disappear that's allison's ex-boyfriend the one she broke up with a few months before she vanished though hannah and sam didn't care for him when they were kids Evan tells me he hopes they're doing okay. This is not something, there's no healing moment or resolution here. Um, this is a living tragedy, and anyone who knew or cared about Allison um, is, is, is part of this, um, in particular her family. 
He and others I talked to feel that one facet of closure could be consequences for the school community that not only refused to listen to Allison's warnings, but then turned on her and shut her out. Did she ever talk to you about Fernando? She did. She was very concerned um, about the relationship Fernando had with her daughter, Hannah. And she had, I uh, had urged her to speak to the school, and she did. And it was uh, very dissatisfying. They essentially brushed her off. My sense was, look, whether or not your suspicion is well-founded, a teacher has no business meeting alone with a child behind a closed door, period. And you have every right to let the school administration know that. Um, and one would think that they would take whatever steps are necessary to convey that to their employees. In this case, that did not happen because repeatedly there were occasions when they were behind closed doors at the school. So I guess you could say the school aided and abetted that sexual abuse um, from willful neglect. Mm -hmm. You know, and if they'd like to come back at me 30 years later and sue me, you know, great. I would love to see them get their rocks off. Again, Allison's sister, Sarah Thomas. I would love justice even more than that. I would love to bury Allison. I mean, I, it's, as I said, it's some, I think it's something irrational that's hardwired into our species or something, but I know that that would, that would be so helpful for, for me and, and, and my mother, who's not doing well, and Hannah and Sam, and, and um, although I would love justice, I've pretty much given up on that. Montgomery County Police haven't given up. Remember, detectives Janney and Leggett helped close the case of Sheila and Catherine Lyon nearly 40 years after they were kidnapped and killed. They believe it is still possible to find Allison Thresher and bring her home. That gives Hannah and Sam some hope. We can, you know, give her a proper memorial service and, you know, celebrate her life and you know, we can know where she is. And that's really, that's the big question in our lives at this point is that, you know, you know, as sure, unsure as we may be as, as who was involved with her, with her murder, you know, we know that she was murdered and we know that she has to be somewhere. Um, but we just, we just want to know where that is so that we can, we can give her what she deserves and uh, she didn't get what she deserved at all. Montgomery County cold case detective Mark Janney. Every bit of information helps, even if you don't think it's important. We would urge anyone who had interaction with Fernando back during that period to come forward. Um, if they saw him at a, any particular place that they have never thought important, uh, it could be very important. It's often the little detail that people don't think matters that breaks cases open. So we highly urge anyone who knew him back then, 
who had any interaction with him to give us a call and talk to us about it. Both tell me that Katie Leggett and Mark Janney have restored their faith in people and in the justice system. Katie got him locked up, and that was really when it, <laughs> I started to feel like less animosity towards the police. And she transferred essentially from cold case or from from family crimes and dealing with my sister to cold case with us on her mind like and that's love dude that's not you know that's that's what the world needs more of the whole police department really i mean i wish there was something i could do to express this but i don't think there's anything i could ever do to fully express my gratitude to them but you know regardless of whether or not we find out what happened to my mother you know I know that they will have left no stone unturned and that they're gonna do everything they can because you know Kate like I said Katie and I have known each other a long time I wouldn't be where I am today without them it's really um, they're two really just yeah they're just great Hannah and Sam will be the first to tell you they still have a long way to go. Despite what they've been through, together they're following a new path. My sister and I are, 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 are doing everything in our power to, to not let this define us in, in, in any way except for how we are going to try and help other people, hopefully. Their story is a primer for how a broken family can become vulnerable to a predator. Secrets, lies, a mother's gut feelings discounted. Since that day in May 2000 when Allison Thresher disappeared, much has changed when it comes to how schools and police respond to reports of abuse or people who are missing. Still, Hannah and Sam have found a purpose in sharing their pain. If I had kept holding it in, I wouldn't have been able to move forward and and he would still be out in the world and possibly abusing other people and um, and that's more you know what what I want to do is find justice for my mother but also you know find justice for other victims of, of sex abuse whether it happened when they were a child or not even like I said even if we don't find out where where our mother is or what happened to her we if one other person can find justice for themselves because of it then it then it's worth it to me Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed following along with this incredible story. I couldn't have done this in-depth work without the help of other people, including my colleague, Fox 5 photographer and editor, Ronnie McRae, and the Montgomery County Police Department. We'd also like to give credit to Rose Audio for our original music. That's R-O-Z Audio. You can check him out on Instagram. And a special thank you to Sarah Thomas, Allison Thresher's sister, and Allison's children, Hannah and Sam. They are survivors and strong, and they're hoping you, the listeners, can help them find Allison Thresher.